Hey, 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 I'm Ming, he's Tom, and we can solve cubes really fast. So we've decided to take on some of the world's biggest problems. With solutions that you never saw coming. Because we are the, the Solve Guys. Guys. Oh, and we have an addition with us today, a guest who flew in all the way from the US of A just for today's episode, right? For nothing else. Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. That's beautiful. Uh, cubing legend and uh, recently doctor... Right, Dr. Keaton Ellis. Dr. Is Ellis in the house. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. How are you, Keaton? I'm doing well. But Dr. Ellis is my dad. Please oh, okay. call me Keaton. <laughs> Just call you Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can you tell us something fun that's been happening in your life recently? Yeah. Um, I have been in Australia for the last two weeks, mm -hmm. doing a lot of very fun things. And uh, one one of the things I was able to do today was. Uh, compete in australia for the third time That's that cool. is uh yes, that is an absolutely nice. fun thing yeah and uh you know i'm very very grateful to be able to be invited on this podcast yeah, um, it is a pleasure to have you yeah we are going to solve a huge problem today uh, and that is the problem of food packaging yep all right food packaging the fact that your food always comes packaged in something and you know rightly so for hygiene purposes for, you know, avoiding spoilage, keeping freshness and stuff. But often you take the food out and then it just goes into the bin. Like yep. whatever plastic styrofoam container that, that it came in goes into the bin. It's often single use and it is piling up. It, it is a significant problem and we are going to hands down completely solve it as we always do every episode yep. today. <laughs> Uh, as always, we are sponsored by Daily Puzzles. Uh, more about them later, uh, but it is it's what I'm sporting. It's it's my it's, it's on my shirt today for those who are watching this podcast. Uh, if you're just listening to it, just listen to the sounds of the fabric. There you go. How was that? <laughs> the problem with food packaging is that you have an enormous amount of waste going into single-use items. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's it. You have an enormous amount of energy being put into things that people will only use exactly one time, and then it is not reusable more or less in any given way. Yep. But imagine not having it. I don't exactly want my food, I don't know, poured straight into my hands yeah. from the server's hands. Even if you think about hygiene purposes, like you need to transport your food from point A to point B and you mm -hmm. want it to be safe. Mm -hmm. You want it to be, you know, still fresh when you get there and you need some sort of material in order to make sure that 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 actually is accomplished. You yeah. want something that's non-permeable. You want something that, yeah. you know, you know, retains, you know, retains freshness, doesn't, doesn't let oxygen come in, doesn't let bacteria come in. Yeah. Doesn't let stuff get out as well. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so here's a bit of a history lesson for our listeners who love history. In the past, obviously, humans, I mean, we consume food, we're just where, where we find it. Right? Yep. And then agriculture and food supply improves and improves, and then st food starts to get moved around. Ingredients start to get moved around, shipped about, and packaging turns out to be the only way to extend shelf life. Uh, in the 20th century, countries started shipping food. Produce now is being moved from one end of the world to another. So I found out, for example... You know, you can now buy like Southeast Asian fruit in the US, African coffee you can find in Europe, Brazilian mm. soybeans are being used a lot in China. It's just globalization. And it's something yeah. that's good, right? It's something we embrace. It's something that we all, I think we all benefit from. Yeah. Well, yeah. countries that are more suitable to grow a certain crop can provide that for other places that are 
maybe don't have that space. You can get in-demand fruit pretty much yeah, the entire year round. Yeah. If you want a fruit that only grows in spring, well, there's somewhere in the world that is growing it right now. That's right. And you can get it. And I love it. I'm here for <laughs> it. I'm loving it. Uh, so get this. Of all the plastics that are produced today, you want to guess what the percentage is that's used exclusively for food and drink? Of all the like, so you know, plastic goes into like toys. It goes into I don't know the frames of my glasses. But how much of global plastic supply do you think is used for food and drink packaging? I would say about half. Yeah, maybe forty percent under half. <laughs> Did you cheat, Tom? It is exactly forty percent. Well, according to Earth.org. Wow, so, okay. That's yeah. a lot though, yeah. It's a lot. And single-use packaging is the biggest culprit, right? Which is, I mean, almost mm, all of food packaging. Yeah. And that's a lot of plastic. It's a, it's a lot. Wow. It's crazy. And then apparently in detail-oriented societies such as Japan, where which, you know, Tom visited quite quite recently. Yeah, did I haven't mentioned that on the podcast yet. <laughs> that's right. Um, so, you know, in places like Japan where quality presentation, customer yeah. satisfaction are, you know, particularly valued, there are fortunately among the biggest culprits and yeah. when it comes to like extra packaging or unnecessary packaging uh, and waste generation. I mean, that's yeah. packaging for aesthetics. That's not packaging for necessity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we're looking at um, stats like 1.9 million tons of packaging waste yearly. It's a lot. Wow. We're talking about plastics that take like 450 years to break down. And apparently, one of the biggest threats posed is especially to marine life. Because of the nature of food packaging and like litter, so like where, you know, coffee cups and lids sort of end up, a, lo a lot of it ends up in, in the ocean. So like literally millions of tons of plastic made up of trillions of like tiny pieces just swirling around in the oceans. How does that make you feel, huh? You feel bad, Tom? <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at you, Tom. Yeah, I feel like I'm contributing to that. I mean, we all <laughs> are, are. Hey, like... You're part of the problem. You meant yeah, to be a solve guy. Yeah, we need to solve this as yeah. guys and <laughs> and people. You gonna say sorry, huh? <laughs> For that coffee you had Look, this morning? Yeah. Well, let's see what we can do to, to fix this problem, hey? Yep. We're gonna solve it. All right, solution number one comes from Tom. How do you propose we solve this problem? Yeah, so I wanted to bring in a little perspective from um, living in the middle of nowhere. No, living a little more rurally yeah, sure. with some space, like growing up, I always have like a veggie garden with, um, I guess, you know, what would you call them? Bell peppers in the US? Yeah, you guys yeah. call them what? Capsicums. Capsicums. Yeah, capsicums. The, the name God intended. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, you know, lettuces, snow peas, spinach, yep. pumpkins, onion, you know, like seasonally, whatever's around mm -hmm. has been like, has been, you know, a great experience as a kid as well, getting to do that. And uh, is one way that really anyone can reduce their plastic waste and also like save money really Gr as grow well. Your own Growing your, your own, own food. food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, a, in a veggie garden would be, would be my little solution. Um, now for some people, like it can be, you know, if you're like me, you can have like a space that, you know, you make there or you can buy pots or like your hardware store will have like, you know, sort of pre-made bigger places, right? Yeah, like like, pl a, like planters. Like a planter. Yeah, yeah. Um, or for people in smaller spaces or like apartments, like people are, you know, hanging vertical gardens as well, you know, like yep. uh, out their window or, or on the side of their house in like smaller blocks. So uh, 
it, it is a bit of an investment at the start, I guess, right? Of time, especially mm-hmm. to get it up and going and watering it and regularly doing that. But um, yeah, no, I think, and it's like just the feeling of like knowing that you grew something from one tiny seed or a little sapling or something like that, right? Into cooking with it and making it. And I think it always tastes the best as well. Can, can I push back on that a little yeah. bit? I can't grow sushi. <laughs> I can't grow like, you know, my boba, my, my bubble tea. Yeah. So that is obviously the issue. That's why we've arrived at this destination, right? Where we have to import everything and buy everything from a supermarket. Yeah. So, um, okay. Say, say that Ming really wants his sushi. How, how might growing this hypothetical veggie garden in my backyard help? Is it um, oh, cucumbers? Cucumbers, yeah. You want to grow some rice? Grow rice. Um, have a whole rice <laughs> field. Yeah, we'll just like put a whole rice field out, sure. right out there outside. You're going to grow some seaweed in your garden? Yeah, grow well. some seaweed. <laughs> it's a bit trickier, that one. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, you can't have everything. And once we wouldn't have right with um, back in the good old days. But I think it's a nice way to reduce your waste, right? And grow the that's things right. you can and yeah. incorporate them with other. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's not like complete places. replacements, but. Uh, but it's reduction. Yeah. And every bit is going to count. Yeah. Now, I, I'm going to say that I, I'm not just making this up. I am as ungreen when it comes to thumbs as you can possibly be. My mom once gave me like a bonsai little you know, thing. <laughs> and she was like, you can't kill this. You actually can't. And I did. And it wasn't even because I tried. I tried. I actually tried to remember to like water it. And it only needed water like, I don't know, once a month or something. <laughs> and I still killed the little guy. Oh, um, oh, poor little bonsai. Is do you actually think that I could grow veggies in my garden? Like, yeah, you? really? Yeah, you could. Mate. Okay, is, what what would you recommend? Like, is there something that's really quite hard to get wrong? Something that's really easy. Yeah, um, I feel like spring onions or shallots as well is really easy. Like you literally just that's I mean, they grow. They just grow. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Or like uh, like even small tomatoes, like mm-hmm. cherry tomato vines as yep. well. Just like go everywhere, pumpkins, like any, a lot of vines, pumpkins, like that you would find wild. Yeah, right. will just flourish depending on like the weather, I guess. Yeah, but and have and you have you grown some of these? Yeah, um, it kind of changes every year. Yeah, okay, and I mean we don't have much going on right now in winter, but yeah. um, no, it's always fun to to know that you've grown something as well and eat. It's a pretty cool feeling. Tommy, Tommy, man of the earth. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much just farm boy life. Farm boy, yeah. yeah. That's right. Hashtag farm boy life. Hey, Tom, do you have a Rubik's Cube? Yeah, a few of them, actually. But what would you do if you didn't? Hmm. I'd probably go on to dailypuzzles.com.au, the sponsor of today's episode. Daily Puzzles has hundreds of cubes, from 3x3s to pyraminxes, even 10x10s. They have unique mind-bending puzzles like mirror blocks or the cylinder cube. Love a good cylinder cube. How does that even work? They also have cubing accessories like timers, mats, and much, much more. Daily Puzzles offers fast international shipping. For example, if you lived in the USA, shipping starts at just $5. They have dozens of puzzles discounted and friendly customer service. And Tom, if you wanted an extra 5% off these already insane prices, what would you do? You can go to the checkout and put in code SOLVEGUYS for an extra 5% off. It's pretty sweet. So once you've finished solving the world's problems with us, head over to dailypuzzles.com.au to buy some great speed cubes and become a solve guy too. Hey, maybe the solve guys were just the friends we made along the way. Okay, back to the show. 
solution number two comes from our guest. Once again, flown in, <laughs> imported <laughs> off the way from the United States. Packaged. <laughs> packaged. But, I mean, packaged in this, like, metal tube that, like, flew through the sky. Yeah. Uh, and brought to us. Keaton, what is your solution to food packaging? So my solution to food packaging is to actually, uh, instead of making it a bunch of times for each individual product, you make it really good once and then you continue to reuse it. Hmm. So you you still have plastic packaging. Mm-hmm. You still have to make an initial investment in it. But essentially you make a nicer box and you make it something that the consumer brings back and constantly reuses. So mm-hmm. for takeaway in particular, to go as we would call it in the US, mm-hmm. um, you essentially just have a a more robust plastic container that when the consumer is done using it, they don't throw it away. They bring it back to an establishment. It gets cleaned and then they then reuse that packaging in future to-go boxes. Right. Mm. I think it's something that can be mass produced uh, initially easily once. Mm -hmm. And then after that point, there are systems in place that you can have in order to make sure that it's sustainable and you more or less don't have a very big attrition rate. And so you have to make a bunch, but you never have to get rid of it. And that's that's sort yeah. of the problem. As long as it stays in the system, it's okay. And you're speaking from experience, right? Yeah. So actually at my university, University of Maryland, shout out, uh, go Terps. Woo. Um, we had a system when I was an undergraduate where essentially what you would do is uh, all, of our, all of our to-go containers were this sort of reusable plastic container. Mm-hmm. And what you would do is at the start of the semester, you would you would essentially just pay a fee into this machine. It would spit out a box for you. And then you could always get to-go boxes. And then when you were done with it, you would put it back into a machine and it would give you a new one. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the semester, you would just put in your last box and it would give you your money back. Wow. Um, it worked really, really well uh, in the sense that uh, most people that I knew, they were called Aussie boxes. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that Say that brand name. How, how do you spell that? O-Z-Z-I. Uh, All right. Close. So not like Australian boxes. No, 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 no. Aussie boxes. Yeah, okay. No, I'm not sponsored by them either. <laughs> yeah, like, they just, what was at my university? <laughs> but it was very popular. People yeah, used wow. it. They would have an Aussie box in their dorm room. Wow. And then every time they wanted to get takeout, they would just bring it back, get some takeout, and then then leave it. Tom, do you think this would work in, in Australia? Would people bring boxes back? Yeah, I mean, we have like already an influx of like people with reusable coffee cups. Yeah. Because like the coffee culture... Yep. in Australia is like very strong like mm-hmm. with like I mean some people will drink a long black but everyone wants like cappuccinos and flat lattes and, and latte art yeah. you know like so um, I know a lot of people personally as well that will bring like always have like a reusable coffee cup that they will give for their order yeah do you guys but I haven't seen anyone use like no a box for takeout that's it's yeah. just because it's not part of the culture yeah right? no it's nothing nothing here but let's so change far. it yeah right the solve guys can change that yeah, and I, I think it's something that if you have some sort of standard that every business sort of follows, maybe that your yeah. government would set up a standard sort of box size mm-hmm. and then a standard sort of, um, you know, maybe a couple of box sizes for different types of containers, mm-hmm. uh, for different different types of meals, uh, and then set up a bunch of these types of machines around. So you can you can pay an initial investment and then you can get all get your money back or get a clean box every single time you want to go out. Yeah, I like that. That's, that's really brilliant. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, because I like to push things. How do you reckon we could apply that to like um, the supermarket? Because I mean, there, I feel really bad sometimes when I'm like picking my fruit and putting it into this 
you know, those like really thin plastic bags that you get to like, and then I go to the next one and I'm like, oh, I could just like chuck them straight to my trolley. I don't really want to throw them just straight up against the middle of the trolley. And so I'm going to put them in this plastic bag. And sometimes that bag then at the checkout goes into another plastic bag. No, I completely understand. Like, you know, all like meat that I might buy, it's like mints on this styrofoam tray that is being wrapped by plastic. And my mom, who likes her hygiene, and because it's raw meat, might sometimes put that in another little plastic bag. And again, that goes into, and it's like, what is going on? Do you reckon there's any way that we can use this sort of like bring your own BYO container to the supermarket? Absolutely. I mean, I'm thinking still about fruits and veggies that we were talking about with Tom. Hmm. Um, but you need to have a separate size from from what you would have in a to-go box hmm. for a supermarket um, that you could more or less just bring with you to the store, yeah. uh, you know, exchange for a new one, put all your stuff in and bring that home and then just bring it back yeah, to right. the store next time and get it cleaned uh, or, or get a brand new one every single time you go out. Not a brand new one, but a, a, a clean a, one. A clean yeah. one that's that's been reused many times. I think the fact that it gets cleaned, I, I like that. I like that I don't have to go home because I'm lazy. And I, I think <laughs> I think that also helps with the sanitation part as well. Like one of the sure, things that yeah. people are concerned about with food packaging and one of the things that the food packaging industry actually cares about is making sure that things have sufficient properties for cleanliness and, mm -hmm. and food safety. Yep. Um, and if it's cleaned, essentially as you see it, if you see it get cleaned right before you use it, like mm -hmm. I think that'll help that and reinforce that as well. Mm, yep. Yep. Nice. I really like it. And I think I think it might even work better in supermarkets. Yeah. Like for certain things, right? I mean, and at, at some point, like the government or supermarkets themselves have to come in and figure out what we do with all the, you know, products that are on the shelf. But like you said, for fruit and vegetables, I mean, if you've got your own box that you know is sanitary and clean, like would you have any problem with grabbing the fruit and putting it straight in there? No, I'd be more no, than happy yeah. to do that, yeah. And we already here have like single-use plastic bags at supermarkets are gone. A band, yep. Yeah, so you either buy a reusable bag there or, or bring, your, bring own. your own, of course, mm -hmm. yeah. So I feel like that in combination already is like a huge change from mm. what the supermarkets were, yep. you know, five years ago, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. I know we're called to solve, guys, but I want to bring a problem to the table. Is that okay? Yep. I'm, yeah. I'm going to anyway. Uh, I just have something I want to complain about. So these little, you know, thin little uh, plastic bags that you, you know, tear off on the roll. And then, you know, I'm putting my, my apples in or my green beans, right? I've always thought these would be produced at like, you know, they, they have to be very cheap to produce, right? But I am paying for them as what it is that I'm putting in it. So mm -hmm. if, for example, I mean, and I know they don't weigh very much, but if I'm buying like apples that are just like, I don't know, three bucks a kilo or, or something, then I'm, I'm essentially paying, like buying this bag for $3 a kilo at, at that rate as well. If I'm buying like ginger, that's like $30 a kilo. Like I am put now, it in the same bag. Yeah, it's the same bag. I'm not paying more for this bag. Are you sure that the machine at the supermarket doesn't already have like, you know, like a tear built into it that no, because, the because the it, no, it because it weighs this. And I know it's only like it's negligible, but I've gone to the shops a lot. And I just feel like they are actually profiting off of of these guys whenever I buy more. I never thought about know. that. Mm, no. That's gotta be fantastic. That's mm. gotta be an amazing return on the bags. Yeah. Because they buy <laughs> the bags, right? They have yeah. to buy them. And they'll and be then so they... super cheap. Yeah. That's huh. right. Also, I'm I'm trying to think three dollars per kilogram of apples is Look, like don't question the numbers i just okay. plucked that out out of the air 
It's, is that expensive? Is that cheap? I'm trying to translate it to U.S. dollars per pound. <laughs> yeah, that's right, per pound. <laughs> yeah. I think it's still pretty cheap. Isn't it like, I don't know, like gold per like bald eagle or, or something? <laughs> Absolutely. There's an olive branch in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's becoming a bit of a tradition now that I'm the final solution. Isn't it? Yeah. It's not really my choice. Uh, uh, okay, maybe it probably is. <laughs> we know you think you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> We're just saving the best for last. Yeah, every time. And every time. This is the solution. I mean, you guys had some good thoughts, but the correct solution is, uh, let me preface it with this. So this year at the London Marathon uh, in, in April, instead of getting cups of water or like, you know, electrolyte drinks, volunteers gave out these small squishy pods that contained like about one sip of a sports drink in an edible pouch. It was seaweed, right? Yeah, that's right. And if the runner chose to spit out that, you know, seaweed film, that's that's cool. According to its creator, the startup company Notpla, I think that's how you pronounce it, not, not plastic or not, not pla, uh, it would disappear without a trace in like four to six weeks. It's pretty cool. Uh, so my solution is edible packaging. Ooh. Mic drop. <laughs> do, I, do I need to go any further? Uh, now, if you're if you're feeling weird about that, arguably, what is a sausage if not meat in an, an edible container, <laughs> right? <laughs> We've figured out uh, grapes, right? True. God's own like edible skin, <laughs> skin. Oh. most fruits, yes, <laughs> that's right. So I mean, so there's a bunch of bunch of companies now that are have you know looked looked so like not play like I just mentioned before, um, Bakey's has created the world's first consumable cutlery line from rice flour, wheat, and Ooh. sorghum. Um, it's edible food packaging. It's brilliant. Cutlery? So it's it's typically like an edible film or coating. It's some sort of like biopolymer that contains that can contain the food and protect from spoilage. Mm. And usually it's totally tasteless because we don't want it to conflict with the taste of, of the food. Yeah. But how incredible would that be? You had you have your meal and then you eat your fork and spoon at the end. <laughs> Yes. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on that. Like, <laughs> yes. And you said it's tasteless? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, may, maybe they're making ones that are not as, as tasteless. Imagine if it was like chocolate or something. Wow. That's your dessert right there. Or, or the plate. It's like everything that you can see. This is like a Willy Wonka dream come true, <laughs> right? Kind of brings me back to uh, being in Japan. <laughs> yeah. having, uh, Tell us more, Tom. Yeah, Tell having, us more. Having a beautiful dish, soba negi. Where you actually eat it with a spring onion, the, Wait, the noodle really? soup, yeah, wrap it around uh-huh. like a long, sh- like do you use like chopsticks? But I mean, that was not tasteless. I wouldn't be eating oh, yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. potent. <laughs> but I mean, biodegradable, and then yeah. you're like adding taste to your food as you eat it. It's kind of oh, cool. I love, I love that's, it. That's pretty good, actually. I, like I love that. it. Um, can you imagine ordering a cup of coffee, finishing a drink, and then realizing the cup is made entirely out of like biscuit? Oh, <laughs> so good. So, so good. Um, and because I like, you know, my object lessons, I have prepared, I have ordered some edible film uh, food packaging <laughs> for us to try live on the podcast. If you choose not to eat it, you are, you are insulting me. You hate as, the environment. You, you, hate, you clearly <laughs> hate the environment. No, no, you don't have to. Uh, so I have a mandarin and I'm going to wrap this up. In an edible, I'm not edible. kidding. That's edible. This right is there. completely, completely is it actually edible. Yeah, it is. Oh shoot! It's it's apparently that it's it's the film that you can like print stuff on and like put on cupcakes and cakes. Or, okay, like, you know that sort of cupcake topper thing. 
So I'm wrapping up a mandarin in what looks like an A4 sheet of paper. It does. But the paper is completely it smells like completely paper as well. Edible. Yeah, that's right. I don't know whether it's going to taste any good, but sh- shall we? Yeah. T- together. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Okay, here we go. You ready? Three, two, one. Mm. Uh, I mean, that mine actually has, that disappeared quicker than I thought it would. Mine has stuck to the top of my mouth. Really? I had no issue. That just went straight down. And I'll, I'm actually going back for seconds and thirds. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? It is it is amazingly tasteless. It just tastes like yeah, just plain bit of rice. Yeah, like rice yeah. flour. Yeah. I have like four layers of it stuck to the top of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> Look, us, us Australians, we have a different kind of mouth saliva, you know? Yeah, yeah you're just eat, built different. You, so. we are built different. Right, I'm, I'm eating right side up right now. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. You're, you're down under. Every, gravity works backwards, something something like that. Yeah. It's literally like a rice cracker if it was a, a one mil, mm. two oh, mils thick, right? That's right, yeah. Hey, are you not impressed? That's so interesting. But if it's edible for I us. I'm still eating it. Oh, I'm at. I'll actually just continue eating. Yeah, okay. It's <laughs> not meant like to be a snack, guys. Or it's something I can it's just an with. example. Maybe some nice hoisin. But, but wait, there's more. Oh, my goodness. So we're talking about uh, edible. Uh, so, you know, plastic straws, right? You just have that image very successfully of that, you know, that poor sea turtle with like, you know, straws stuck up its nose. And so I have ordered edible straws, guys. Edible straws. Uh, that have been colored using natural plant-based coloring. Uh, and these straws are made entirely out of rice flour, tapioca starch, and natural... Will you stop eating while I'm reading? The- <laughs> what is this? It's not meant to be dinner. It is actually dinner time. So we'll we come back to the munch, munch guys. <laughs> so we, we've, we've both taken out the mandarins. Yeah, I realized we were sitting here, we're holding it with the mandarin inside. I was like, that's kind of unnecessary. The mandarin is the food. Yeah. Anyway, so um, edible edible straws. Quite good. So it says on the side that these straws are good for about um, uh, direction direction of use because you need to be told how to use a straw. Uh, grain straws used for drinking up to 60 minutes. Straws will start to crack and nature will take its course. <laughs> I like that description, yeah. Nature will take its course. It'll come back for, for its straw. I have a feeling that right out of the box it may not be super, it might be pretty hard maybe it's meant to Do be in like a liquid for a little bit out of the box I, I don't think so they're different yeah. colors they're different colors yeah so do you want to like i don't know have get, get a color each so there's one uh this one, i don't know what color that is this is brown Looks and like this brown. is a purpley a purpley color so immediately I mean, this just looks first like impressions a Here's, long macaroni like a yeah. long pasta right i have a feeling that's what it's going to taste like too i mean it's a green yeah. straw right yeah I mean, do we still have that water? I mean, do you want to you want to try drinking water out of this and see if it actually works? Sure. Using using that fifteen year old. Um, Only eight. Okay. From from the Cold War. <laughs> it actually came out before they invented straws. <laughs> All right. So Keaton is very gingerly taking a sip using the edible straw from his water bottle. It works great. Could you even tell? There's and, no and extra taste. It just. Oh. Oh, and he's now munching on it. Oops. And cheers. 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 All right. There you go. Here we go. Oh, this is a mukbang ASMR session if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Just feel free to mute the podcast. (laughs) Sorry about that. If you're not into crunches and munches. (laughs) 
Your headphones are still working. Your phone speakers haven't broken or anything. We're just eating a, eating straws right now. Do you think you could just Why cook this up like again? pasta? Yeah, it does taste like uncooked pasta. I don't know. Though. I think the takeaway, though, is that we can use these. We don't have to eat them. No, you don't have, you don't to, have eat them. to eat them. Because the, the fact that they're edible means they're like they'll break down. edible as That's well, right? right? So. It means they're, they're orga- organic in some way. But yeah. you, don't, you don't need it yeah. to be edible to be biodegradable, though, right? Mm. Like the paper straws that you get yeah, exactly. at some yeah, places, yeah. they satisfy the same thing, right? I just like the idea that they're edible. I just like, what if I use this when I order my boba tomorrow, my bubble tea? So I pierce it with it and just stare some stranger straight death, you know, lock them, lock eyes and just start eating the straw <laughs> as I just like stare them boob. down. Yeah. Just to exert my dominance. Also with a drink, like the, some of the paper straws are like painfully thin yeah, yeah. and will start to shrivel in like five minutes, 10 minutes, right? 60 minutes is pretty good for this. <laughs> Keaton, where's the rest of your straw? <laughs> no, there's this. no way you've eaten the whole straw. I've done like maybe 10% of it and that's all I'm doing. It's really tasty. It's not. It tastes like nothing. Wow. Hey, do you want to bring one of these back to back to the States? Because they're not getting used in this. You're telling me you don't want three boxes of eco-friendly grain straws? <laughs> 150. It was the smallest amount I could order. Really? 150 straws. And the other thing is, like, if this has been sitting in your sweet milk tea oh, for, like, yes. a good 20 minutes, surely it'll taste like it's it. softened, like, mm. it's softened, like, 30%. And it's got to be good. And it's got to taste yeah. sweet, like, yeah, yeah. right? Mm. We've got to try that. Oh, man. Need a toothbrush. Now, here's one, here's one question I have yep. about this solution. What did the packaging come in? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the edible straws came in a box. So it's just cardboard. But the um, that A4 sort of paper-like uh, food wrapping came in like a plastic Ziploc bag. Mm. It just came in more plastic. And that's the thing. So that's one of the, um, the criticisms about it, which is that, you know, so, so this is another company, for example, uh, from Indonesia. They've, they've made like uh, edible burger wrappers, which I love. You yeah. know, it's like, here it is. And then, except like a lot of people have said like, you don't really want the person serving you to be holding that in their hands if that's what you're going to eat. Like mm-hmm. you'd want that wrapped in something else mm-hmm. or in like, I don't know, at least some sort of napkin or something. And it's like, what are you doing? Like you're, you're giving it an edible like outer covering or shell and then you're wrapping that in plastic. And so, so you're just adding to the layer. So there has to be something that's between the consumer and the server mm-hmm. or between the consumer and the process that gets it to them. Yep. So maybe not edible, but at least some sort of food safe, biodegradable kind of option. That's the generalization of what you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. That gets to more or less the same point. Like plastic. So let's just go back to plastic. Yeah. Basically Honestly, what I'm saying. it's kind of easier. Maybe <laughs> we just forget this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Evoware, that's the name of that Indonesian company. Hmm. Shout out to them. Awesome. Yeah. 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 I feel like a goat. <laughs> I feel like I'm just eating anything in front of me. Yeah. It's, it's good. Like chewing away on some grass. Mm-hmm. Keen's finished with the edible wrapping. He's just eating the show notes now. This is the course, nature taking its course on Keaton. Before we tell you who the winner is, the solution of the week, I would like to challenge you to a duel. Thomas. Okay. Mingus. 
<laughs> Let's do this. Uh, it is very much tradition now, but I, I, I gave the audience a promise and I want to keep it. That's, that's one I want to say. So on episode one, uh, I challenged Tom to, well, just to see who was the fastest three by three solver. Uh, spoiler alert, it is him. It's pretty much always him. Four times, five but, times. Now but in a row, but maybe. I, I just think if when the stars align, I might be able to beat him. And I promised our listeners that it would happen one day. And I just want to say today might be that day. Are you ready, Tom? Have you got your scramble cube? Keep dreaming and keep dreaming, all of you. <laughs> okay. Rude. All right, are you ready? Um, yep. I don't even care if you're not. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Yes. This is this is good. This is very, very good. Oh no. Come on. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Corner twist. No. Oh. Oh, it's a little too close. I somehow corner twisted this mini game, but So you added an extra step to the end of the solve. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to give you a little chance Rude. to beat me there, but that is that is actually just just being mean now. One day, just keep practicing. I remember just, I remember just, when just I not today. Yeah. Couldn't win either. Yep. All right. Of of the three solutions presented today, who do we think brought the most reasonable, creative, the best solution to food packaging? Can I say that this is the first joint win of the series? Is this too or, much? Do we have to pick one winner? What do you mean like a three-way tie? I think both of you. Well, how about yourself, Tom? No, I really think that the <laughs> reusable containers and yeah, edible yeah. packaging together. Yep. Like if we combine that and maybe, you know, growing some of your own stuff as well. But no, I'm happy for you, you know. to be second or third place. <laughs> I would I would love a second place. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, so join first. That, you guys have to yeah, okay. join first. So you're second and we're joined first. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Keaton Ellis, it's a privilege to share the podium with you. Yeah, absolutely. Well done. I think all of them are useful. Yeah, uh, you absolutely. need all of them. Mm-hmm. You need all of them. Of course, yep. there's... Unlike Ming's thinking, there's not always just one solution, but mm. we're all in this together. It's the solve guys, not the solves guys. <laughs> there can only be one solve guy. This week's listener question comes from Jeff Eggins, and he says, Hi, solve guys. There is a problem I have I will like help with. Whenever I go to Macca's, aka McDonald's, Mickey D's, did I get that right? Is that how you say it? No, sorry. We mostly say McDonald's. Oh, fine. McDonald's. Uh, and get nuggets. They give me a disproportionate amount of sauce to nuggets. <laughs> now I have a buildup of sweet and sour sauce and I don't know what to do with it. And my problem is getting worse. I'm finding unopened sweet and sour sauces in random car compartments all the time. Can you please solve this problem? Solutions that I will find unacceptable unacceptable (laughs) he's already rebutting us solutions that I will find unacceptable are ceasing ordering nuggets it's just not possible asking for no sauce because in my experience they ignore this request and the app forces you to select sauce when you order anyway thanks Jeff Brackets and Charlie Eggins Cheggins Charlie Eggins yeah Yeah. Um, what do you what, what do we think Look, Jeff, you've got a whiz kid in Charlie Eggins who, you know, everyone loves. He was at the competition this weekend signing stuff. Mm-hmm. Why don't you get him to put a signature on the sweet and sour sauce packets <laughs> and start away. selling these things, <laughs> flipping them? Let's monetize this problem. This is free money. Like <laughs> McDonald's is just printing money for you, essentially. <laughs> you just invest in one Sharpie pen <laughs> until that runs out, right? That's right. <laughs> put them on eBay. That was better than my solution, which is just to buy... Frozen nuggies. Frozen nuggies. And Ooh. then just... 
No? No, it's I'm fine. Say no. I'm, not, I'm not really a fan of any nuggies, personally. What? I'm so sad that my friends don't like nuggets as much as I do. <laughs> Some of us grew out of our eight-year-old food loves thing. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the song, guys, guys. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> Stay safe out there. Thanks, Keaton. See you next time. And the Oscar goes to... <laughs> Keaton would say something, but he's still got like edible packaging in his I'm mouth. Sorry, I'm, I'm still eating everything. It's delicious. <laughs> he's like there with his popcorn, essentially like watching the show. He's starting on the table now. It's like, that's not edible, dude. Like, it is not, not everything here is edible. Um, I think we can safely say that when it comes to the problem of food packaging, problem, problem solved. Problem solved. Please, Justin, don't put don't put my singing in. He's probably gonna do it now.